buddy. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Welcome. Welcome. Uh, not you. Welcome. You're already welcome. here. Welcome, everybody else, to Bacon No Bacon, presented proudly, I hope, by the Comedy Here we Often are, uh, Network. Presented, and uh, yeah, we are in the Comedy Here Often Network. Check them out on all the social medias at. Uh, oh God, what's our social media? Do you remember Comedy? <laughs> comedy Here Often Network. At Comedy, at here, comedy often. here Often. Um. For all of your Canadian comedy yeah, needs. Yeah, a lot of great stuff on there. We're on there. Dude, I really enjoy... Uh, I'm getting used to these online things, except your fucking screen keeps screwing up here. I don't understand it. You getting uh, notifications on your end on your phone? No. No? Nothing? Okay. We'll just uh, roll with it, I guess. I did not put it on Do Not Disturb, though. Sorry about that. I forgot. To that do might that. be it. Sometimes it uh, your screen just pops into different... Uh, just like explodes or gets really small and then I got to refix it and then transition. All right, okay, different story. He's already he tired. Looks... He's yawning. Different story. Change the topic. All you right. bore me with your technical difficulties. Right. Let's move on. Uh, how's your on. week been, buddy? Good, we're trying man. to uh, We're trying to double up this week to try to catch up to the, uh, mostly for the football picks. That was my motivation. The motivation. So Attempts to get those out before Sunday, but... It may not happen. Abdul has a lot. It's a lot. Of, just so everybody knows, I uh, show up. I talk into this microphone and um, slip my phone into this little holder, and then everything else is Abdul. So the little piggy, the music you hear, any insert into that, it's all Abdul. I am zero technical responsibility. So I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm proud. Oh, thanks for so the your least, uh, encouragement. The least I could do was try to do some other stuff there you go uh and also yeah so people know too there are bacon no bacon t-shirts available uh right now at dereksegan.com because we still have not built bacon no bacon.com which is we did we bought it i'm working on the content i predict by january there will be a full-on operational website but for now if you want a bacon no bacon t-shirt abdul and i would be happy to send it to you um DerekSagan.com in the store. For all your bacon, no bacon t-shirt needs. If you're cold, uh, we <laughs> have no sweaters. <laughs> um, buy two but, t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> buy two t-shirts, yeah. Just fucking roll up in, in a pile of t-shirts. That's what it is. Canadian winter, it's all about layers. It is all about layers. It's not bad out there today. Today we got our, our snowfall. We've got a little yeah. bit of snow. Are you excited? You're not happy? You down? How do you feel, man? I'm, Tell uh, me. I find every year that go by, as we uh, may have discussed last episode, I just you had another gloomy? birthday recently. And every yeah. year that go by, I have less and less physical tolerance for the cold. I oh. find it really, it hurts me almost when I go outside. You know, like, and I guess because I have the bed in and I'm get, getting fatter or whatever. When I, you it know, when you sit you. down, your, your shirt ride up in the back. So my, the, my lower back naked touches my car seat and i'm like tabarnak seat warmers should, don't uh, warm up fast enough you should uh wear one of those sweaters around your waist and just tie it around your waist so that it covers your ass your back or man ass. spanks man spanks so i always have a <laughs> second skin or something <laughs> <laughs> good so, uh, old man spanks the old man spanks i don't even know is, do, is that a thing women wear spanks on their Back They're on like, their lower the, back? It's like, it's like the new girdle, right? They wear them to keep uh, everything looking tight in this area. They wear that? That's a thing? And they have them for men now, too, yeah. Really? Yeah, the ones for men, I think you wear it like a t-shirt, like an undershirt, but it's very, like, made of nylon around the Is midriff. it like one of those Under Armour shirts that the, 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 the cyclists wear? <laughs> Maybe. Spandex? <laughs> They I wear the spandex and yeah, that's. I guess it's based on that principle. I guess. Hmm. All right, I, know, I didn't man. know that. That's a thing that men are wearing now. Jeez, we've got a fucking weird world out there. Vain men, I guess. Vain. What? Vain, like people, vanity. You know, people with vanity. vanity. I don't know, man, dude. I don't know. I don't think I have anything that's vanity wise, really. I guess, in that sense. Well, I probably do. I just don't really. <laughs> no. What would you, be a vanity you, thing? You, you lost your dignity years ago. I don't, uh, mirrors, mirrors are a sign of vanity. Mirrors, yeah. Like when you have uh, mirrors got, all over your house and you're constantly looking at the mirror. We've got two mirrors in the, mirror. in the whole place. We've got two mirrors. Um, what else would be a vein? Vanity. 
I guess like, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. What, what else would be? The, what is the meaning of the word vanity? I don't even know that. Really? Yeah, like what's when the you're, you're too self-involved. I know what a vanity all... light. No, no. When vanity is the the mortal sin where you just want to look good and be good and think too much of yourself when you think too much of yourself. Oh, really? That's what it means? Yeah. So then why do we call it's it like the vanity? Op- op- the, the opposite of humility. The Here obvi- we go. The excessive, excessive pride in or admiration of one's own appearance or achievements. Yeah. The quality of being worthless or futile is also another meaning. <laughs> the quality of being worthless or futile. That's the opposite. Yeah, that's the opposite. Yeah. How does that... So it just means to... It means the complete opposite, whichever way you want to use it. Okay. No, I think that may be the antonym. If it's in the, the online, like a dictionary definition, it would be the... They're giving you the antonym of vanity. Maybe, but be, it says uh, vanity, and then it says one... Number one is excessive pride in or ad- admiration of one's own appearance, and two, the quality of being worthless or futile. Oh, okay, so it's just vanity. It's like you were saying, the way you used it. Like, it's like, you know, you don't really need it. Hmm. It's one of those things that you kind of... Futility. Similar words. Futi- pointless or uselessness. I don't know. I guess maybe yeah. we're getting too into that second, into the second, the, the number two does not, does not compute Does not make sense, as, yeah. As vanity, no. Because yeah, well, the, the opposite Google's of vanity wrong, buddy. would would be humility. Yeah. So the obvi- the opposite of vain is humble. Well, it's fucking yeah. teaching me some stuff, man. I got to get right. that online course. It's my fucking online course with Derek Segan. <laughs> online my English. Language. English my voc- is the second language. I'm starting to learn that my vocabulary is pretty good for, for a French guy. It's pretty good. Uh, I remember catching um, uh, Mitch Gallo. Do you know Mitch Gallo? Uh, radio T- TSN, yeah, yeah. TSN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. on with them one time, and he was like, "Oh, if I would have known your show was coming, and I would have tried, I would have bought in tickets before it sold out." And I'm like, "I'm French, and I'm pretty sure bottin is not a word." And they play <laughs> that all the time now because they like to take the piss out of little Mitchy. <laughs> so Melnick, Melnick plays that all the time when I call them on a grammatical error, and he's a I professional English. Tickets. That's tickets. funny because yeah, if you hear someone say it fast enough, you just go, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." But when like you really right. break it down, you're like, yeah. "That's not a word." <laughs> yeah, because it sounds the same as gotten. You know, like, I would have yeah, gotten. I would have bought some bought tickets. And yeah, bought, got. <laughs> kind of sounds wrong. like if you say it fast enough, yeah. you catch people. Um, that's uh, so, Derek. Uh, uh, the listeners are are uh, going to be very curious uh, when they see your mug on the television set. This is going right. to be. You Starting are now today. the poster boy of stay at home during the holidays for the Quebec government. Christmas is canceled. Brought to you by Christmas Derek Segay. Is canceled, and they put <laughs> Derek Segay on there. <clears throat> so, uh, what was that like, man? How was the uh, how was the old? We, I think we talked about it. Didn't we talk about it? We talked about that. And now, yeah, because well, I had done I had done the shoot. Off. Now it's out. Now the commercial is out. Um, but that, you know, it felt like a regular commercial shoot. And then every so often I'm realizing what the, the message at hand was. And at the time that we were shooting it, we were actually shooting in case we were allowed to have those 24 to 27, which the government had, had played with. Yeah. So we made, we made spots that would announce that. But then by the day after we finished shooting, the government was like, no, we can't. Our numbers are still going up. We're going to have to just no gatherings allowed. And so they, we had, we had a, sh- a spot shot for that contingency plan what's up buddy you look like you're uh on i'm acid. trying to get my camera to fucking sorry buddy i'm getting my cameras like uh now it's back in focus go ahead sorry i started i was trying to get it to focus and i was doing all sorts of weird stances yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry like man i didn't mean to be distracting there it's just my fucking thing wasn't focusing i don't know i gotta check my camera settings i feel like it's uh set to focus on everything but me um Shit, i should have got myself a backup coffee too god damn it always never prepared um okay so that's cool man you got the commercial you guys you you did it you're doing it on radio as well or just tv so listen and watch for it all canadian tv networks and all english on all the networks quebec that's awesome yeah quebec based english radio stations right you should be it's gonna be quebec only okay so it's not like nationwide that that's too bad 
That would have been well, nice. Well, on TV, because you know, like how on TV we got, like on our cable package, we will have CTV Montreal, CTV, you know, yeah, yeah, Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess nationwide uh, people will see it. And for the francophone side, and the, like I think every city in Canada runs Quebec based um, programming right. for the francophones yeah. across the country. Across right? Canada, yeah. So, um, so it'll be in every side, French community different. across Canada. Right. No, I, I won't be. The, uh, François Bellefeuille did the francophone version. Oh. I did the anglophone version. So mine okay. will be only on people that are watching, say, like if you're in Vancouver, but you want to watch your show three hours early or whatever, three hours late. Yeah, so you watch the be. Montreal CBC. You watch the Montreal theme. CBC or CTV or whatever. Then, so we'll catch in that Derek regard, it's too. nationwide. But That's cool, man. So that's awesome, man. That's a it very was, cool I, thing. I feel it keeps it light. I mean, they were asking me at one point, do you have trouble... Like, are you okay attaching your brand to this message? And I was like, no, man, I want the best for my my uh, compatriots, you know, my, my fellow citizens. I have no trouble saying, please follow the measures. I mean, do I agree with the measures specifically all the time? No, but I feel the message is, let's not lose hope during these... ...to... You know, enjoy the holidays uh, without as, being reckless. As the ambassador careless. of uh, the the um, movement to stay at home during the holidays. Holy shit! What the hell is going on? We've got a presidential alert. Holy public shit. health emergency in effect. All public and private gatherings remain prohibited in red zones. Derek, are you there? Yeah, I just Did saw that. that. How fucking eerie was that? Right as we got the, uh, as we started talking about the health, it's apparently Quebec is in a pandemic yeah. right now. Ser- seriously, yeah, emergency alert that don't don't That's see crazy. anybody. See now that message that message was a little extreme that I wouldn't attach my, attach my <laughs> no, brand to. No, I'm surprised a little logo of your face disco. didn't pop up on there and say. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see me? Because I can't, can't see, see me you anymore. anymore. Uh, no. Can you see I can me? see you. That's the important part. You're the one running the... Hold on the, a second. Uh, Maybe I got... Uh... No, I'm on there. Are you there? All right. You yeah, can't see I, me. I'm here, but I don't see you. No. I see your but little uh, icon or whatever. Enable background burr. Allow incoming video. Yes. Turn subtitles on. No, still recording. Uh, we've got table. some technical yeah. difficulties, everybody. No. Well, that was weird. Yeah, we just got uh, that was cut off by this presidential update. Um, <laughs> the presidential update alerts. was letting we both us got alerts at the same time. Yours is about America. Mine was about Canada. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it did say Quebec. Oh, oh. Jesus, COVID. Sorry, COVID. Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they say in fact solo. Um, yeah, no, I, that was yeah, weird. So, uh, it was weird. It was for a Quebec today message. Today is Wednesday, Wednesday, December 9th. So most of you will have gotten this alert on your phone in Quebec anyway. Yeah, that was weird, right? It was uh, recording. Reminding us in a very extremely panicked way to that gatherings are illegal in yeah. Quebec. Okay, now this is what I was That's about a weird to ask way to you. Get that out. I was about to ask. Yeah, it was weird how it just happened at the same time. But uh, I was about to ask you, as the ambassador of of staying at home during the holidays, of canceling Christmas. <laughs> uh, I would like to know your thoughts and opinions on the large gathering in uh, Grenville, Quebec. Did you see that on the news? No. There was a house full of, uh, or actually looked like a barn full of people. Who just partied? I guess they were all together partying, and then they did like a video take, uh, and they did like a countdown, and then they all gave the finger to the camera at the same time, saying "fuck you, Lego." Oh shit! Yeah, they were, and apparently the and they cops, didn't get caught. There was no raid or anything. Oh no, the cops now because they the videos out, they posted the video in the in the hopes that it would go viral and people would be on their side. Uh, and now the cops are taking this video and identifying everybody in it and ticketing oh, them a thousand dollars each. Wow! So yes, and then whoever owns the barn could be fined up to fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I wonder. I don't. I don't know how that how that's going to happen, but definitely, yeah, they fucking were partying and having a good time and 
trying to wow. defy the government and thinking that they were going to do what they were doing was cool, man. Well, uh, no, so I don't. I no, don't, you uh, as the ambassador, we need a few words <laughs> for you to give to the people listening. What? I don't condone that behavior. I do think <laughs> the government is. Uh, listen, this is a, a unprecedented, unprecedented um, time situation. in life. So, yeah, sorry that Angela was trying to call me. I don't know yeah, how unlucky we're going to be in this, but it was a. It, it's an unprecedented situation. So the way that the government, I, I to this point, I can't say that I fault François Legault. I don't agree with everything, every measure, every every uh, yeah, something uh, initiative. But I mean, what do I know? I don't know any. Like we all are living sarcastic. this in the, for the first time. <laughs> he uh, has inf- access to information that I don't have access to. So uh, I, the bottom line is, I earnestly believe that he and his government are doing their best. Um, Will they make mistake? Of course, it's it's never before seen stuff. So recklessly gathering and giving the finger to the government. I mean, they're not doing this to make you angry. If anything, how brave are they for taking these measures when they they know in advance how unpopular it will be politically? So to make these decisions that could jeopardize their future re-election. I mean, shows that they earnestly care about their citizens more than they do about their own p- political careers. So I have to credit them with that. Yeah, I agree um, with you. That is a good point. Cause- on, the, on the flip side, uh, I feel like these measures, and we've mentioned this before on the podcast, many of these measures are really targeting that bottom 5% of reckless, ignorant, you know, like these people that believe it's all a hoax and it's bullshit and I don't care, or vain people that don't yeah, care about other people. Them. It's all about themselves. Yeah. So you've got to make these regulations that tackle the problem that the bottom 5% of the population is creating uh, to, you know, and so everyone have to suffer because of these people. Now, if you were to tell me that these, the person that created this gathering or party, whatever, uh, made sure that every person isolated five days before went for a COVID test five days before and then isolated before going to this party. Took everybody's temperature when they got there. Tried to keep people generally socially. Yeah, made an effort to not made spread. an effort to. Then I would say it's not going to be popular, and hopefully this doesn't jeopardize my chance for follow-up campaigns with the... <laughs> you are the ambassador. The government. Please choose your words carefully as the ambassador. But uh, <laughs> if you're cautious about it, I mean, bending the rules because you're cautious and not taking part in that reckless behavior that's causing the numbers to stay stable or increase, mm-hmm. um, on s'entend that, you know, like the... Just the, the, François Legault himself every day is around in proximity to people, his right. assistants, his security. His, yeah, they are in, uh, in contact with a lot of people. But we assume they're taking, you know, a, over and like over and above One minimum hope, precautions yeah. uh, as opposed to like <laughs> Donald Trump and his cohorts. Right. Every day we're hearing about a new Trump person getting covid uh, Giuliani being the last one. Um, I wonder if he'll so survive. Anyway, you think he'll survive? You think he'll make it? You think Giuliani's got the antibodies to fight this thing? He, uh, uh, from what I heard, he doesn't even have crazy symptoms yet. So oh, okay, so he'll be fine. He'll be all right. Another thing is, I've heard, I've heard through the grapevine Uh-oh. from people that I know that work in healthcare that um, the the test results, the positive. You know, it's to the point where I've started looking at only the hospitalization and fatality numbers. Yeah. Because there's so many, like you have it, but you're not sick. Who gives a shit? And now I've I've been told, because again, I'm not a scientist, but coronavirus is a type of virus. Yeah. And this particular one is called COVID-19. But there's... There's multiple COVID. Hundreds, yeah. hundreds of coronaviruses. Know, uh, and apparently many of these tests that have been set up to for screening and whatever, um, are set at a sensitivity level that is generally double and triple what the industry or the healthcare norm would be set at to detect a specific type of, of, uh, of virus. So people are they're testing positive like that are completely asymptomatic 
like it happened this weekend to Des Bryant in um, Baltimore. He's a wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. He's there. He Everyone's followed the protocols. He had one test that was inconclusive. On the day of the game, like an hour before the game, he's warming up and everything, and there's like, oh, your test that you did on Tuesday was inconclusive. Come and do another test. They do another test. Fast track it, the results right away, to get the results right away. Uh, no, you're positive. So two days ago, it was inconclusive. He's following all the protocols, and now he's got one that's positive. From what I'm hearing from some, some people that understand the science way more than I do, the tests have a, a, a sensitivity level that is set too high. That, yes, so many people will have coronavirus uh, present in their yeah, blood. Or in yeah, their, it's not in the COVID-19 specific. Yeah. Um, exactly. I, and, I but agree with will, that. But at these sensitivity levels, the tests will show positive, And then, you know, the statistic... The statistic yet I agree with that, more, and, but um, you know what? The sad part about that is why people are uh, undermining it because they go, "Well, I knew a guy that got like I know a, I know that a guy that that happened to. He he got it. He was he tested positive. He was at a bar. Buddy of mine was at a. He went to a bar. They had a whole like you know it was like a, I guess a get together whatever they were they got together. A friend of mine actually slept at his house. Went home two two days huh. later. He started getting symptoms. Went for his test, was positive, and uh, everybody else he came into contact with, nobody else tested positive. They all went for their tests, they all panicked, they all freaked out, and then they all yeah. went for their tests, and they all turned out negative. But now, I find a lot of them are just undermining the problem, because now they go, well, if he had it, nobody else got it, it ain't that bad. <laughs> As opposed yeah, to right. just understanding, maybe that was the case like you're suggesting, that he he and maybe he, he got was, it the next morning as he was leaving, you know, like grabbed the doorknob right after somebody else and got it then. Yeah, and, I mean, I I don't know, but I'm just saying it's it in that sense it does make people uh, downplay it because they were in an instance where they realized someone was tested positive, but they didn't really have symptoms or nothing happened to them, so they're like, wow, ah, this virus is fake. So I think right. that's not a good thing to take into account as well because that people are starting to undermine it just because they know somebody or they heard that someone got it and it's sensitive and so like yeah, yeah. it's obviously hard to stay on top of it and not have a screwed up uh test result but um i don't know man and like just based on the the the, the positive test result numbers i mean we there comes a point where we can only be as vigilant as we can be without having serious emotional mental economic repercussions so um, yeah. Well, that's the thing is the longer we keep screwing around, the longer we're going to keep, you know, digging this hole as opposed to like if we would have locked up right away and just stayed put and not, you know, kept doing things and it would have, you know, look at the Maritimes. They were doing stand up shows up until like what, uh, two, two, three weeks ago. People um, were still able yeah, to. I know. So, so sad. They did it. They did it for a while and they were good. So I think if everyone did it, we'd be all right. We'd be able to open and restaurants could have people come in and, you know, you could do stand up still. So the fact that they shut down, though, because of one party, they've shut down now. Well, yeah, because it started to spread again. But if if everybody just took it seriously and didn't do, uh, you know, didn't not take it seriously, then we'd be in a better place, I think. And we wouldn't be getting fucking alerts on our cell phones in the middle of a podcast. (laughs) The day. Yeah. To just stay indoors. And and the um, the um, what was I going to say? The. uh, the science isn't even there. Like, you well, know, like so say new, mandatory Derek. shutdown, like like nuclear holocaust, and no one can see anybody for two weeks. In theory, it would be gone. But the science doesn't even show like, because so when you get over, when you recover from COVID-19, yeah. right, you have antibodies that your own body just yeah. fought it off and, and won by the end. And so you have the antibodies. We don't even know for certain that... The you know even once you your body has developed the antibodies to combat it, are you still possibly contagious? Well, it's so new. Later. There's no way to know. You have to study it, and yeah. and the fact that it's so new, there's no study. So I I get why we need to be patient, and like everyone's like, well, let us fucking open up. The government's trying yeah. to, and it's like no, they're trying to. The, you know what? The here the perfect example is everybody who 
goes, uh, everybody, a lot of the people that say, well, this fire is saying nothing. It doesn't do anything. There's no way it can harm you. It doesn't do nothing. And then now that there's a vaccine, they go, oh, yeah, fuck, you think I'm going to put that in my body? They're going to put that shit in my body that's just been around for fucking two months? They have no idea what... Well, why are you so not scared of a virus that's only been around for fucking seven, eight months? But a, a vaccine, you're like, oh, fuck, you think I'm going to put that in my body? Well, what about the vaccine? What about the virus? Like, the virus, nobody knows well, shit about. But you're not worried. I, I think I, I, think I can, I can uh, at least uh, respond to that question from my own perspective yeah um and especially coming from me a guy that's put very questionable things in my body for 30 years <laughs> and continues uh, i'm sure <laughs> yeah but uh, i mean that's my choice and i kind of understand it and you know like even we don't want to get into the details but like food uh, there's foods that i know are not the best for me mcdonald's being a great example mm-hmm. i know this is shit that i'm putting in my body that has so much bullshit in it, but I do it. Um, personally, having read as much as I've read about the coronavirus, um, this COVID-19 coronavirus, um, I'm not deathly afraid of it. Uh, I've had illnesses. I had pneumonia last year. I'm more, I would, I'm more reluctant, given the choice right now, given yeah, the choice for me. I know this isn't going to be popular. Given the choice right now, a person that's not in fantastic health, specifically uh, lung-wise, uh, cardio, horrible pulmonary, lungs on that guy right there. Right. <laughs> given the choice right today, between you can either have the vaccine or you can get coronavirus. I would choose get coronavirus. Wow, really? Yes. Over the vaccine, so you trust a virus that's only been out for uh, ten? I trust 10, my body's ability. I trust my body's ability to combat it more than I trust a vaccine. Uh, and these vaccines will inevitably, like there's flu vaccines that that uh, uh, are like a cocktail that will combat hundreds of strain of flu. Yeah. Uh, so the COVID-19 one will be one more that they will add probably to the seasonal flu vaccine. I honestly believe that the human body is such a miraculous vessel that unless you are pre in a predisposed um uh which people could say that as a heavy smoker or a vulnerable position i guess so vulnerable Vulnerable, health wise health position and and then there again there's another for my children for instance uh give them the virus or um or the the vaccine I would probably for it's weird it's not a favorite thing but I think for Reese and Andy I would say give them the virus Jamie because of that recent food allergy and how sick she got so quickly I would maybe say maybe give Jamie the vaccine and you know at the same time as that I feel she's a little bit more vulnerable it's also a you know I'll pick my least favorite kid to uh, <laughs> test to see if it's safe for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, not it. but so so there you go. So it's uh, but I honestly do believe uh, in the human body's. Listen, the human body is so miraculous. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, the human body can't fight off AIDS on its own. It can't fight off uh, Ebola. In some people, it can. In some people, it can't it can. fight off Ebola uh, and all that. It can't fight everything. The human body. In some people, it can. Not but everybody. But I think that's the, the point with this is that that the, it. Some people get it, and they have no clue why they're getting uh, sicker than so uh, yeah sick. than others. Even yeah. they have a perfect bill of health, but they still somehow get much sicker. Yeah. So. I understand. I think that's I where people are a little bit panicky and the doctors are, are freaked out because they're like, well, we don't get it. So we need to study this more. So in the meantime, sit the fuck home because we don't know enough about this thing yet. So I think that's where they're yeah. at with that. But uh, but I think though, even those numbers are very low, like 1% of the hospitalization or fatality. I guess the fatality is the really big one. Um, or, but like say, so from ICU to... Uh, passed away from it only one percent of those people have zero explanation as to why they got it so yeah. bad so it's a fluke it's a fluke that could be at, you know it's the, the numbers wise in specifically global numbers wise it's a fluke as as common as 
why did that person get struck by lightning? It's that uncommon when somebody of with is otherwise it that uncommon? Clearly, I don't know. I'm not. That, it yeah. is. It's quite uncommon. Okay. That. Not to contract it and not to get sick, but to end up ICU and on the verge of death, like those people that are being put into induced comas and things like yeah. that. Um, like we, the a good example was uh, uh, Georges Larac. Yeah, remember when yeah, he got that's it? A good example, yeah. On his ass, whatever. But he's made a full recovery now. Uh, I mean, long term, who knows? They're yeah. saying that in the long term, it's quite possible that people will have pulmonary problems that they otherwise wouldn't have had. Um, but there's no reason to think that somebody who's in the gym five days a week and that you know is in otherwise good physical health that his lungs, if they did get damaged during the coronavirus, that they would that they'll recuperate, regenerate a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like even as as heavy smokers, they say you know as long as you haven't gotten your lungs to a point of no return, which there is a point, and I'm not certain if I'm there or not. I haven't, you know, my last lung chest X-ray showed that I'm not past. But uh, I mean, it's you know, you abuse something long enough, it'll be my own fault if I am, whatever. But so, the numbers are still very low for those that are are getting deathly ill and or and or dying uh, with zero uh, pre-existing vulnerability. The number is very low. It's like one in eight hundred thousand or something like that. So again, not to say that you know there, there's. It's I think it's like one in five. Canadian yeah. have some sort of pre-existing condition. Of one yeah, I'm sure. That, yeah, there's a, you, you would fall in that yeah. category. I may even fall in that yeah. category, you know what I mean, for your previous lung uh, yeah. complication. Your father certainly fall in that category. <coughs> Reese would probably fall in that category, <laughs> having had asthma yeah. as a kid. Say, uh, Mike Ward is diabetic. Yeah. He definitely fall in that. So, I mean, it's there's one in five Canadian yeah. that are already that, that would fall in the category of pre-existing condition. Yeah. So, those four other people, what I'm saying is, from the numbers that I've been reading, you have like a less than one percent chance of getting deathly ill if you're one of those yeah. four Canadians. I think the thing is, is the spreading is what they're worried about afterwards. Because if it's one in five Canadian. If it keeps spreading, those those one in five are gonna get it. That's it. But it, that by that same rationale, though, it also justifies why if you are in this more vulnerable category, all the more extreme reason for you to isolate for sure. Don't be a dink and say deny that it exists or whatever. You have to be careful. My mother, anybody over sixty five. These are all people that fall yeah. in this category that I'm talking to you about, you know? And let's be honest, that's the biggest group in Canada right now. The baby boomers. That's it, yeah. They are is the, the yeah. biggest. So And then yeah. I guess the the other thing too to keep in mind is that you're overwhelming the hospitals. So if you have to go in for anything else, you will have a hard time because they're gonna be too full. So I think I think it's a well, question of like even if you just go in for a broken limb. Now it's going to be a hell of a fucking ordeal just to get around. Well, that's that. another myth. Let me stop you there. That is, is that, another yeah? myth because the the COVID wings are working on that. They've been, yeah. you know, we, the, but they've the, canceled surgery specifically in the past. And it's, the, they yeah, have so. because they want to keep those resources. But optional and also surgeries. doctors don't want to be in the hospitals. You don't want your surgeons in the hospitals while they're treating COVID. And and the protocols that have been put in place. So like my buddy Jay, who got the open heart surgery, yeah. his surgery was delayed. Yeah. Like you said, it was delayed because of the protocols. Yeah. His doctor had to isolate for 14 yeah. days before he was allowed to start yeah, wow. um, Fucking, conducting wow. surgeries again. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he took vacation and that was just yeah. the, you know, they want to be 100% vigilant and careful. So he took two weeks vacation and the the you know the hospital has a questionnaire were you in contact with any other human being and yes i was okay well then you have to isolate for 14 days before you're allowed to do surgery yeah. again so that's why it's you know, again it's all these deaths that are because of covid but not necessarily of right, covid yeah. you know well, what I mean? but they're still affected so, from there's so many repercussions from covid yeah and it, and like you said you nailed it it's all all these measures uh, are ninety five percent motivated by trying to prevent the spread, say, the overbearing and collapse of the healthcare yeah. system more than anything else, more than even yeah. it sounds insensitive to say more even than saving lives. It's about 
preventing the collapse of the healthcare system. Because if we think about it honestly, unless we can eradicate it somehow, which it feels impossible to have every human being isolate for 14 days and not be in contact with any other human being for 14 days, barring that, there's no way to eradicate this virus. So uh, these measures allow us to stagger the cases so that the healthcare system can accommodate right. the demand for the thing. That's tank. it, yeah. So that, the one biggest complaint I have with the media and the governments is that they're not forthcoming and honest they're to tell definitely people that's not why we're honest. doing this. That's a good point because I find a lot of people, I mean, I watch a lot of news, so I find I have a, a I mean, I'm able to like weed out through the, the fucking bullshit. You know, when they, they say something, you know, politicians, they say something and you're kind of like, oh, I know why they're saying that. But they don't say it. Yeah. The general public needs right. to hear it. Like, they need to hear what, like, even the fact when they're like, we're going to lock down for 28 days or for two weeks. and we're, No, stop it. Tell them the truth. Right. But the problem is the general public, if you tell them the truth, they fucking panic. They have no idea how to handle themselves or just breathe. Just fucking breathe. And, and there's, yeah, and then there's a certain... So there's a certain portion of the population that the the bare bones honest truth will make them yeah. panic. And then there's yet another portion of the population, I would say, you know, the bottom 10% in terms of intellectual quotient who will not understand yeah. and call bullshit and like, oh, look at them with their Politico talk trying to fucking yeah. tell us. No, okay, sorry, we shouldn't have mentioned the word science there, Cletus. <laughs> and that got you all fucking skeptical about the message. So it feel like, uh, again... I feel that that's what it make the message clear for those that can yeah, handle the message. Yeah, make the message clear. But I mean, from a political standpoint or from a leader standpoint, you can't. You never. No matter what you do, you're, you're not never going to win. Everybody. That's why it's so. a very tough situation. Like I got to say, man, politicians are in a sticky spot. But I mean, I, for the ones that are not doing anything, they're idiots. Like fucking. Uh, like look at Alberta now. Alberta is putting in measures and and get trying to get people to to stay home and all that. Now they're doing it. Now after because it exploded, yeah. yeah now after it exploded, and, it exploded. and it's way past the the point of return. Now all of a sudden, Jason Kenny's fine with telling people, you know, to follow the guidelines and do everything that they should be doing. Yeah. So it's like I can't like you have to look at those people in hindsight and say they are not fit to lead because if they undermine something for so long, and then once it gets out of hand and it's no longer containable, and it's a mess, and now everyone has to shut down, now they're telling you to do it. As opposed to from the start, if you look at the Maritimes, when they did it right away, everyone was still able to stay open. Restaurants were able to stay open. Bars were open. So It's a good point, because it's kind of inexcusable when it's not just the rest of your country. The entire planet is taking yeah. extreme measures, and you just decide, nah, nah we're so good. So, exactly, good. and then and then the numbers just blow up so big that you can't even contain it anymore, and you're, at, and you're cornered, your back's up against a wall. So, clearly, the best message from the start is follow the guidelines, because if it yeah. wasn't, then you wouldn't have provinces with outbreaks, and now they change their stance to follow the guidelines. So it 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 baffles me how anyone could even have that point of view of uh, of trying to say that it's all fake or don't you don't need to worry or all that shit. It doesn't. I don't get it because it doesn't make any sense if you just look at all those places that went out of control. They all changed their fucking tone once they realize we're screwed. We've let it go too far. Now we all have to right. shut down. And and the you know the relatively intelligent and uh, grown ups that have discerning minds are able to recognize that a lot of these guidelines are put in place so we can keep our way of life a, really. a little bit a little bit further than what you know logic would maybe dictate because of those people right that yeah are, you know we have to put it like we gotta this baby the rules yeah we gotta make it extra we, extreme. Even when we do this, so yeah. yeah, so people who don't follow anything can at least follow some little bits of it, and stay and keep them clear, yeah. right? So somebody that's super diligent, washing their hands, wearing the mask, whatever you know, in the government's mind, even that person that's doing that, we allow them to go into a restaurant. Then you got fucking Yahoo flattered <laughs> fucking Ding Dong come in <laughs> and sneeze all over fucking Shirley, who has been so careful. Yeah. 
See? <laughs> so they're trying to minimize the contacts without collapsing the economy yeah. also. I mean, it would be terrible if the healthcare system, the global healthcare system collapsed because it's a multi-trillion dollar business. But, the, you know, no one wants the global economy to collapse either. Um, so they're they're trying to pick and choose I, again. They're doing their best. Yeah, I, I um, think that's yeah the un, end result. Everyone, and the, you mostly. know, and, and as a, as a sort of hired gun spokesperson for to circle back to the how this even got started, um, I have no trouble attaching my brand to telling people be careful. And if I may say, uh, I, I have to command and it, this will sound like I'm I'm petting my own bretel there I'm uh, showing off whatever I have to commend the government of Quebec during this it's quite serious this situation is quite serious it's you know life ruining for many people like people that have lost their businesses their restaurants their bars their 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 storefront uh, to have hired a comedian of my renown say of my reputation that's kind of all over the place uh, to bring a little bit of lightheartedness and levity to the message at hand, which is please be careful, Quebecois people. We we don't want this to get worse. Uh, I have to give it to them. They, you know, they could have shied away from that and been like in the rewrite, sometime I would propose a little joke here, a little joke there. Some of them, I think, are going to get through. For instance, they, at first they had the, one of the scripts said, um, <clears throat> I come on and say, uh, hi, my name is Derek Sege. Uh, full-time comedian and stay-at-home dad. And I said, you know what would be funny? If I said, hi, this is Derek Segain, uh stay-at-home dad and pre-COVID comedian. And they were like, yeah, okay, let's give that a shot. I don't know if it will make it, but they were open to yeah, trying you know, something. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID comedian has a little bit of tongue-in-cheek, see, making light a little bit of our situation. But I think, I think that that was... Pretty open-minded for a government to be able to say, yeah, okay, we could we could consider that. Yeah, I wonder uh, what the other province uh, provincial uh, guideline commercials are. Are they have they gone to? I don't know why no, more people well, didn't turn the- to comedians. Comedians should not be out of work. Like this is right. the most gloomy time of our history that we've been on this planet. Uh, yeah. I think like it's a perfect time well, for everybody to be hiring pretty- a comedian to fucking do a commercial or do something. Like, shouldn't everything so, be funny right now? For, for To answer that question, I don't know if you saw the federal equivalent of these spots that no, I, I didn't. did. Is the one with Teresa Tam, uh, the very uh, stern, that's very one. non-hilarious yeah. uh, Teresa Tam telling us exactly. to wash our that's hands? That's one of them. And then they have another one that's an animated thing. They've got the guy on the bike and, you know. Okay, I don't know if I saw all it. Hum, hum, you know, very safe, very, not even actors, right? Just a... a an animation that show life represented the way we're living now, but trying to make it look as normal as possible that there's a guy riding his bike and somebody going to work and just keeping our social distance and that wearing masks right. and everything. So again, compared to what we're seeing, we don't, I don't, I haven't seen many of the other provinces. I think I saw one Ontario one where it was, again, it was a medical officer saying, do this, do that. Like the Teresa Tam one uh you gotta i gotta hand it to even though it it sounds like i'm saying this because i personally benefited from because let's be honest i did get paid to do these things i didn't do it out of the goodness of my heart Uh, (laughs) but i have to give them credit for being willing to make a little bit light i didn't make a joke out of it i'm not saying oh you know but to let the message come across in a little bit of a lighthearted way we're all in this we're all doing this together we're all aware of the situation. There's no point in trying to over-dramatize yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, this is the thing. Here I am. I'm trying to put a positive spin on everything by saying like, oh, look, you don't have to see your stupid family for Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously tongue-in-cheek. I obviously love my family. I talk shit about them all the time on stage, but you know me well enough to know that I do care for them. Yeah, except for Jamie. So, you want her to get the virus. <laughs> yeah, she's the family guinea pig. the vaccine, yeah. One. Give her the vaccine. Try it out. Poor kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, are you? do you get her to test all the food before anyone eats at first, too? This is sat out in the counter for a while. Jamie, can you try Jamie? this and yeah. see if it's still good? <laughs> it's past the expiry date uh, Jamie <laughs> <laughs> she's just uh, the go-to funny. tester for everything at the old Sege household 
Uh, just to be certain, everyone knows we're kidding. I love my daughter. <laughs> Jamie's my firstborn. There you she go, the firstborn. They're always the fucking testers. <laughs> always the most disposable. <laughs> <laughs> Test them out. <laughs> You've already had the most experience, uh, so. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, well, good for you, man. I'm happy to see you on that commercial. It's very, uh, it's a, it's a good job. Hopefully, take it for how it's meant. I, I hope mean, we everybody see involved more, that uh, I spoke to. Yeah, yeah. I hope we see more of those. The, the spirit of it is is well well intentioned. Um, on the one hand, we're not making a joke about any of it, not the virus and not the measures. And on the other side, we're trying. We being the government of Quebec is trying this. Is it the best solution? That remains to be seen. Every new um, policy or or uh, regulation is all in an effort to get to the end of this as yeah, fast as we can. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. So well, I may have been the spokesperson for the message. I have no trouble attaching my brand to it, my name. Uh, is it, you know, in two years retrospectively, was it the best thing we could have done? I don't know. Just like François Legault doesn't know. Just like Justin Trudeau. Nobody's going to know. know until just this like, is all done. Just like Donald Trump doesn't care. <laughs> 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 it's all. We're just doing our best. We're all doing our best. I want. You know. I tease Abdul about not wanting to covertly meet me for whatever uh, to get, hand him a T-shirt or whatever. But I understand. He loves his father. He loves his father. A, the thought that he could possibly make his father sick <clears throat> is enough to say fuck it. I don't want to see anybody. I respect that. I completely respect. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I haven't been by. We don't uh, fucking. First of all, I don't know if you know this. You live far. I don't know if like. Yeah, also it's that. far. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like when I was filming the South Shore video that I did, I had no time. Like I was even thinking about. It. I'm like, fuck. Should I see if Derek's home or actually the w- week that I went there, the day I went there, you were in Ottawa. Uh, uh, but then when I went to Saint Constant, yeah. I think I was around that area, and I was thinking, I'm like, fuck. I got so many different spots to go film so i didn't have a, sh- a sh- chance but to go out to the south shore i was like it's far like 45 minutes yeah, it's, it's pretty far if you think true story. like yeah the only time i've ever popped in to say hello to you is if i'm on my way to toronto or right Ottawa yeah or something. it's, I'm it's like, all right i've already done an hour might as well stop <laughs> in and say hi abdul or chad like chad i only ever see him if i'm already going to Ottawa. yeah and he's even farther yeah it's like what an hour yeah. at least it's far it's it is but it isn't i guess i don't know i mean it's different when you're in la it's annoying because it's like 20 minutes and you're only fucking two miles down the road two miles yeah yeah <laughs> but at least here you do yeah. some distance in the amount of time that you've been in the car sometimes when there's no traffic i gotta say i'm pretty disgusted about uh the turcot uh have you seen have you driven by the turcot yards man the new the new construction all the fucking yeah it looks impressive the train it looks part impressive is but there's fucking graffiti everywhere already I know. like everywhere i know what the fuck not even nice ones no just ugly like who are these people what do you are you trying to get a uh, is someone gonna notice your bubbly letters and just think oh man you're yeah. they're gonna handpick you out of the bunch of the world of graffiti artists to fucking and I always thought there was a, a code of conduct for graffiti people, right? I don't know if you've well, ever noticed coming to my house. I think it's more gangs that are doing the, uh, the uh, graffiti on the thing, I imagine. But graffitiing oh. over other graffiti apparently is a no-no, if you remember back to... Uh, yeah, because then you get, the, you get that fucking movie killed, buddy. You can't graffiti over graffiti. Yeah. So they... The, uh, I don't know if you ever noticed driving Spray to my house. They paint you in the eyes. They have new walls or whatever for the when they redid the Champlain yeah, Bridge. They built the sound, like sound barriers. barriers yeah. When they widened, they widened the the road or whatever, and they commissioned the actual artists to come and spray paint artwork right. on the thing, and it stayed pristine for like a year. And now fucking graffiti artists are tagging. You know, it's just their names, yeah. whatever tagging over top of this quite beautiful yeah. artwork. Many of these pieces are. Really, I nice. don't like understand they have this one the graffiti. Canada geese, yeah. Canada geese. Wow. But like, so it's a flat surface. But they have, you know, the perspective from the side of Canada geese, and then you have the V. You know, so each goose gets smaller and is a little bit blocked by part of another bird. Anyway, it's beautiful. And then you got some dickhead that comes and yeah. writes Momo. On I don't it understand. Or like, what dickhead. is it with the underground world? Like, I want to talk to a graffiti artist or these who's whoever's doing this. Like. But I thought there was a code of conduct. You didn't hear about that. Like, I don't know. Do they have rules? For even among criminals, there's a, on, illegally there's a on honor cement? among thieves. You know what I mean? Like you don't like in the mafia. You never rat out, no matter what. Even if it's your bet, you don't rat. Yeah. So you're not I supposed to graffiti yeah. people. Never graffiti over somebody else's graffiti. Well, yeah. That's how you get fucking cut, buddy. You don't screw around like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know think. though. I wonder what it is. Like, what is the purpose though? Like, 
Do you think people are driving by and they see your bubbly letters and they go, ah, oh, there's fucking fatty or f- f- yeah, yeah. ferocious. I have a buddy. I don't know, some fucking... If ever you see sake written anywhere, S-A-K-E. Yeah, I see that a lot. He's a, he's a close personal well, friend. Well, tell him to stop fucking his real identity. graffitiing every, every fucking goddamn he's thing. He's world famous, though. They, he gets paid thousands of dollars to go to, like, fucking Holland. Okay, to so tell Saki to fucking go life. to Holland. What is Saki fucking writing shit for free on the side of the highway? Yeah. Tell Saki to fucking take his. I don't get. It. He is an odd. He is an odd. Take bird. his fucking he, yeah. spray cans over to fucking Sweden or wherever the hell they're gonna hire him and just get paid for it, man. Stop fucking destroying the beautiful scene, the fucking nice oh, artwork, this all the cement they just put up, man. The nice fucking. I know it's it does beautiful, suck. and then you see all this graffiti everywhere, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? Like, what did you? Why?" Like, but have you ever seen somebody doing it? I mean, it appears there. I've never. I've actually never seen, seen anyone do it. Yeah, I agree. It. So they're pretty good. Well, like they're little. We should hire them as CSIS agents. I, that, or maybe the cops should fucking little. do more than just sit in a bush with a fucking radar gun. Maybe they should be driving up and down there and fucking. I mean, just sit there, and you're gonna see them. I mean, how hard is I it? I will sign that petition. The That's fuck? it. They should. They have speed traps to trap regular yeah. law-abiding citizens going ten kilometers over the thing. They should just put up these slabs of concrete everywhere where they know it will be too much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't resist. I gotta paint yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though there's cameras pointed at it, I can't not paint it. It's such new concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How they always nail us with like a impromptu construction zone, and all of a sudden the limit goes from a hundred to fifty. And you've fucking been driving there for seven years, and then all of a sudden it's 50, uh, and you're like, whoa, when did this happen? And they fucking nail you dude, with a ticket. I've got three photo radar tickets in the last two months yeah, you, in the same spot. They're popping so up. So uh, You didn't know there was a camera there? The I, I guess I know because I got three of them, so I, I should remember, but... <laughs> Tashro, if you're from the South Shore, if you've ever been to the South Shore, Tashro is a three-lane boulevard going both directions. For 99% of the fucking length of this thing, it's a 70-kilometer-an-hour limit. Yeah. There's a 500-meter yeah. portion of it. And they lower it. On either side, heading toward the access ramp to get on the 15 to take the Champlain Bridge or to go to the Eastern Township, where they've lowered it to 50. And, of course, les astides cochons de mal. Yeah. Put a camera there right there. Yeah. So both uh, all three time that I got the ticket, I'm doing less than seventy, but I'm doing like sixty-seven or whatever. Because people that aren't idiot forgetful asshole like me, they slow down, so I'm following traffic. Yeah, yeah. Kick ball. But sixty-seven, really? Yeah, 67? dude. It's like. Are you gonna give me a ticket for that? I gotta do a video on Catch. that whole the fucking. I call it the Quebec Shuffle. It's it's there's always a there's always a scam there's always a scam hidden somewhere in something in Quebec I fucking see it all the time and I'm like oh I know your game why am I I'm trying to fucking jeez there you go we got it to focus and again the twenty the twenty on the way out to your place uh, in the new part of the twenty they're coming out of the city it's a highway at some points there's five lanes yeah fifty kilometer limit though buddy. 50. 50. Yeah, 50. I'm pretty sure I could hit 50 on a good bicycle. Yeah. Tabarnak. But that's what you Why better fucking do. Why is it 50 on this giant highway? And oh, then it'll fucking so hit you with a big ticket if you go over 50 in a, on a highway. Load. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah, Chad almost lost his license. He was doing 105, I think. Insane. It's a highway. But it turned out that, yeah. Even the fact that highways are 70. Like, you know, you're in DeCarry, like 70? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Everyone's going uh-huh. 100, and that's what it should be. 70? Yeah, you ever tried to go 70 no, on the carry when there's no police? You could die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking someone will cut you off and you go flying into the wall. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Like Things with Quebec, it's the Quebec shuffle. There's always something. They scam you, man. They're in it. Yep. What are you going to do? All right, buddy. What do we... Um, are we... Are we, we do are the we, picks? Yeah, let's do the picks. Let's do the Let's picks. Do the picks. Derek. Uh, just so everybody knows, I think Abdul is going to publish maybe in this episode my past results. Um, We're going to look I will at the past you, ones. Yes. We I will need send the update you last from last week to see how many times you've I, lost. What's your win to I loss ratio? Last week may be the worst yet. I see really? that I ever suck a dick last week. All the way down to last night's game. I had. I just I picked so many losers on the weekend that I, I, I'm just going to go opposite of what I think. So I picked the Cowboys plus nine 
because uh, they had nine points. And I'm like, maybe the Cowboys are going to keep up with Lamar Jackson this week. I don't know. I don't think they will, but I mean, uh, everything else I've thought is wrong, so let's go for it. And inevitably, that's what oh, I should have gone with my first up, instinct. And I don't know. I don't know so how I'll, you still do it, but my let's last see it. week, last week was not a good week. Hopefully, oh, this week we we only put it up after the games happened. So if you lost money, it wasn't my fault. But this week you might anyway. This week, so here we go. Last week was not a good week. week. Tread Abdul, lightly, everybody. Tread lightly. Abdul, Abdul Abdul's gonna post, I think, seven weeks worth of. Uh, results on the so YouTube wins video, versus yeah. losses. Uh, I have a few. I have a few weeks that are 11 and three, which is pretty good. Or 11 and four, 11 and two 11 and threes, and one 11 and four. That's pretty good. I have a 10 and five in there. Not bad. Uh, last week was not that. <laughs> uh, but here we go. This week's games on Thursday night. We got the Patriots at Los Angeles Rams. Um, the Patriots pulled out an impressive win last week, 45-0 to against the other L.A. team, the Chargers. That was a decimation. I do think um, the Rams are sitting better than that, and I almost worry that the Patriots wasted too much good shit in that one game. Um, so I'm going, I'm going with the Rams to win this game. Although the Patriots will have been in Vancouver or, or in LA for two weeks because they didn't even go home, they just stayed there to isolate. Uh, I think this is going to be a very tight game, but I do have to give it to the Rams. Aaron Donald is going to get to Cam Newton one time, and then Cam Newton's going to be have he's going to have the Jimmy legs. He's going to be like, "Where is that guy? I'm afraid." So I I go Rams over the Patriots. <clears throat> then we get to Sunday. The Tennessee Titans had a heartbreaking loss. That was one of my picks that did not come in, and it was heartbreaking. Uh, they're meeting the very unfortunate Jaguars that in that unfortunate, and they have had one of the hardest schedules this year, uh, and their record shows it. They are, they are hurting. They are at 1-11. Uh, and 11. Uh, I do not think uh, this is going to be a win for the Jaguars. The Titans are going to handle that game. Although, that's what I said last week. The New York Jets were winless on the, on the season. Hadn't won one game yet on the season. And uh, they beat... Or no, they almost beat the Seattle Seahawks. No, wait. Where is it? The Giants beat the Seahawks. That's right. The Jets almost beat the Raiders. They hadn't won one game. The Jets almost beat the Raiders. And then the Redskins who are also shit have almost like they're fighting desperately in their terrible NFC East division for the playoffs with five wins uh, f- going into the weekend they only had four wins and they beat the undefeated Steelers so last week was a fluke yes I sucked but the whole league took a fucking hiccup last week so it's not my fault sorry that was too much time wasted on one game uh, so so far Rams over the Patriots Titans over the Jaguars uh, Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Bucks are due for a win don't like Kirk Cousins they keep winning but I'm going to take the Bucks over the Vikings in a tight game Chiefs and Dolphins Dolphins look fantastic uh, and I, I wish them well I hope they make the playoffs but the Kansas City Chiefs are really coming into their playoff stride the Chiefs are going to handle the Dolphins no matter how many points the Dolphins score uh, which I think they are second or third in the league in most points scored uh, the Chiefs will just score more. That's just the, the bottom line. Uh, Bron- yeah, Broncos, Panthers. Um, the Panthers are due for some magical things. Uh, they keep their star, Christian McCaffrey, keeps getting hurt. But uh, I think he's going to play this weekend. So I am taking the Panthers over the Broncos. Um, that quarterback, um, Locke, Andrew Locke. No, Andrew Locke. Anyway, the Broncos' young quarterback, really good. But I, I think the Panthers are going to take it this week. Texans at Bears. The Bears are impossible to predict anything. Their defense is great. The Texans are due for a win. I'm pissed off at the Bears because they fucked me this week. So I'm going to take the Texans over the Bears out of pure emotion. There's no uh, strategy here. But uh, Texans over the Bears. Um, Yeah. Uh, Cardinals, New York Giants. New York Giants came up with a huge upset win last week. Uh, the Cardinals lost again. I, I think Kyler Murray is going to show the New York Giants really good defense that they're not quite good enough to keep up with this little firecracker. He's going to run all kinds. Uh, Bengals, Cowboys. Could there be a game that is more sad? Both teams <laughs> lost their starting quarterback. I watched last night. I watched Andrew Dalton look like a 
top-notch quarterback in the first half and then fall apart and everything went to shit. And the, so who knows what Cowboys team is going to show up to this game. The Bengals just have no quarterback to speak of. Uh, so I'm going to go Cowboys over the Bengals, but I'm not going to bet on it because it's that's a scary thing. Uh, Colts, Raiders. Raiders totally came out so lucky last week. They're looking so... Dis- They're from one week to the next, so hard to see. The Colts are playing well. Philip Rivers is doing a good job. I hate to say it. I want the Raiders to make the playoffs, but I think the Colts are going to beat the Raiders. Um, they're just too unpredictable, not playing consistently enough football. Uh, Jets versus Seahawks. Seahawks, man, I can't believe they dropped that game to the Giants. 17, to, dude, the score was 8 to 5 after a half of football. 8 to 5. What are we watching? A hockey Fucking game boring here? As shit, What kind man. of game is that? <clears throat> Send five, them back you never to the hear. Miners. Five never happens because they got a safety. They even got a safety and couldn't put points on the board after the safety. It was pathetic. Uh, but the Jets are just... <laughs> the Jets were beating the Raiders. And in the last three seconds of the game, they let a long bomb touchdown happen because they blitzed. Anyway, the defensive coordinator has been fired for the Jets. I, I assume everyone will have been fired by the end of the season in New York. But uh, So I think the Seahawks are coming out fucking pissed off about losing last week. They're going to kill the Jets. Packers-Lions, Packers by 10. I think the Packers are going to win by 10 points in that game. Aaron Rodgers may not even finish the game. That's how much they're going to dominate the Lions. Although the Lions have a decent team. Packers look incredible right now. Uh, Falcons, Chargers, the Chargers quarterback and their whole team, their defense too, uh, especially, uh, is going to be shaky and wondering if they even got into the right line of work. The Falcons have a strong team. They're not winning as many games as they should, but I think the Falcons are going to beat the Chargers this week because they're coming up and the Chargers are all, I think we're screwed. Washington at San Francisco 49ers. Now, this is two teams. Washington's making the... Uh, Things happen. They're looking good. Alex Smith looks good. The 49ers, we're not sure if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start this weekend, but their backup is not bad. Mullen is a decent quarterback. Um, I think this is going to be a really close game, but I, I can't help but think that San Francisco playing at home, which their home right now I think is in Tempe, Arizona, because there's the, the lockdown in the Bay Area. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to take that over Washington, but that's going to be a good game, one to watch close. If Washington is given five points, I might bet Washington. Saints-Eagles. Eagles are the biggest pile of flaming garbage I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think uh, Wentz is going to even start the game this week. The second or third highest paid quarterback in the league, I think, is going to ride the bench is how bad he's been playing. Um There's questions whether Drew Brees might play this weekend, even if he doesn't. The Saints, remember we talked about it, Taysom Hill, one of my favorite players, uh, played great. He's won both of his start, three all three of his, his starts. I think the Saints are rolling right now. I, I predict a big win, Saints over the Eagles in Philadelphia. Steelers-Bills, no clue, but I know that that is the game of the week. That is going to be the best game to really? watch this week. In Buffalo, it would be great that they were having a day like this, a nice snow blizzard football day, Buffalo-Pittsburgh. It's going to be real manly, hard-hitting, grit football. And whichever team shows up there with the most clenched teeth is going to win that game. And just for the sake of it, I'm going to say Bills. I'm going to say the Bills are going to hand the Steelers only their second loss of the season because uh, they look really good and the Steelers are shaken up from that loss. Bills over the Steelers on Sunday night. And then on Monday, the Ravens at the Browns. The Browns had an amazing week last week, but Lamar Jackson is back. He was not happy about having to miss a game because of COVID-19. Again, Baker Mayfield, whatever you do, you did fantastic things last week. Whatever you do, Lamar Jackson will do it better, and the Ravens are going to win that one, but it's going to be another great game. So Sunday night and Monday night football games are off the hook. Definitely watch. Don't necessarily bet, but I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, so the Ravens over the Browns and the Bills over the Steelers and those two really spotlight fantastic, I predict very fantastic football games. And that is it. We will uh, it. we will see how I do. The picks. All right, buddy. Well, let's uh, yeah, we'll see how you do. Uh, everybody else, uh, you know, fucking bet wisely. This would be a good place to put up my past results after I do go through the picks. If Your you can past throw that results, up on the screen. so we know we know what we're up against here. Okay. Throw it up on the screen. All right. With a with a picture of me looking uh, neutral. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not happy, not sad. <laughs> but anxious to know whether or not you made the right choices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, check out uh, our Instagram page. We now have an Instagram at Bacon No Bacon. Uh, thanks right. to everyone at Comedy Here Often for hooking us up. And uh, You can go to Comedy Here Often and see the various ways of listening to the podcast yeah. and check out some of their other content. And we're Super on everything fun. else, yeah. All right, man. Cheers. Good Let talk. us know what you think. We always love the comments we in do. any of the uh, platforms on uh, Podbean, on YouTube, on Spotify. And Spotify, I don't know, I have a little bit of a beef with them. I think they undervalue, they underpay their artists. Oh, they definitely underpay. I've been their seeing artists. a lot through COVID. Have you been seeing those things on yeah, Twitter? Yeah. Like people in a band, like, oh, this this song yeah. actually got five hundred and eighty thousand views on yeah. Spotify. And when I get and a, we got a check for sixty bucks. Yeah, that's it. I know. Every that time you get fair. anything from Spotify, it's like here's three cents. Someone listened to your album what three pennies Twenty five thousand times yeah are you kidding me this is insane yeah i yeah, know spotify doesn't pay for shit it sucks how did they get that deal i wonder how did they get what do you, i don't know how, how the they can... how or what or i don't know who controls mm. it but it ain't fair <laughs> 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 anyways we'll talk about our next episode maybe yeah, man. all right Thanks, everybody take care Love man everybody. have a good week see you, everyone <laughs> <laughs>